Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and as always joining me is Matt. Hello and possibly welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast if this is your first episode. Good point. Well, welcome straight into season three, which is if this is your first time listening to us. This isn't technically only season three. It's just season three since we changed to a seasonal format. So don't worry, you've got plenty to go back and listen to. But... For those of you who have been following along, welcome back to season three. This is the season based around all things self-sabotage. Yes, a pretty deep topic, which is why we've dedicated an entire season to it. So this particular episode, as you've seen in the title, is 10 ways to know you're lying to yourself. Yes. Because from our experience, both with our personal perspectives and doing this professionally for a very, very long time, it's become pretty easy to see when people are not being fully honest with themselves yes. when it comes to this. So we believe and know that a lot of people are interested in changing, mm. but I use the term interested very loosely because it's a whole lot different to being committed to change. Yeah. So what we see very, very often is you might have someone who's interested in the, the end result. They want the look. They want the feel, they want the function, they want all the good stuff that comes with it, but not to have to go through what it takes to actually get there. Yeah. That's what we talk about when we say interested. And that's where yeah. you'll see these these 10 things come up mm. over time. And so I reckon without further ado, Courtney, why don't we just rip straight into this? Yeah. What Take is us it? off with the first one. All right, I'll take it. First way to know you're lying to yourself is very, very simple. Your actions contradict your words. Yeah. So you might say, yeah, my goal is to lose X amount of dress sizes and I'm sick of the way I look. This has gone on for too long. I'll I'll do anything to change. And then you do fucking nothing. Yeah. Now, this can extend itself beyond just your actions contradicting your words to you then sign up with a PT or a coach or a program and you've got the process laid in front of you, and again, you do fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, this is really for the person who just has everything lined up, ready for them, and they still can't can't get that action happening. I think it's even back to where we used to talk about, Matt, the, the need to lose weight versus the want to lose weight. Mm. So mm. I think that's sort of in the same sort of framework. Some people will talk about wanting to lose weight or wanting to change their body shape or, or wanting to reach certain goals, but often the reality of, of actually doing it, I mean, it's hard work. We, we've done it. We know how hard work it is. I might suggest it's the hardest work. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I wouldn't necessarily agree with what Courtney said about this is for people who have the path laid out in front of them. I don't think it is. I think this can be as simple as someone who will complain about the situation. Oh, my jeans are getting tighter. Oh, gee, it's it's harder to bend over and, and do my shoelaces up or getting out of bed tired in the morning. Fuck, I hate this. And you take no action. That's where you're spot on, I reckon. Mm. It's, it's just there's no action to follow up with the words. No. And that can, that, that can extend to someone who's just having a complaint to their husband or their wife or to their friend through to someone who will pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars saying they want help and proving themselves as a liar by doing nothing with it. Yeah. So that is easily number one with a bullet, the first way to know you're lying to yourself when it comes to this. Yeah? Yes. Courtney, what's number two? Number two in terms of knowing um, that you're lying to yourself. (laughs) I could speak would be really helpful. Stay with us, champ. Stay with us. We're in the number two. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, 
100%. Okay, number two. It's okay. I can do it my on my own. Fuck. <laughs> I think you should just read them out from now on. Fuck. No, it's not. You reading it out is fine. It's this particular oh, thing. Oh, I thought you were having a crack at me. No, you're, you're fine. It's this particular one triggers me every single time. Yeah. The, the, the amount of times we've heard the it's okay, I can do it on my own is, is long. Um, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't say that no one has ever been able to do it on their own because that would be false. However, the percentage of people who have successfully done this on their own would be, I couldn't even imagine how low that would be. Right. It would be incredibly low. And when we're talking, can we just say, Matt, when we're talking about doing it on your own, we're not just talking about whether you have a trainer or not, right? Dead silence. Okay. That's, oh, good. Is that, is That's that a, clever. Is that a question? You're making a point. No, I'm, I'm asking a question. Am I right to say that you're not just talking about people that have or have not got a trainer? I would say this extends the, predominantly it is that. Yes. I but think it, it also. But it then extends to support network. Yes. That's but what I was going to say. Predominantly it is. Oh, it's okay. I don't need help doing this. Yeah. Well, actually, looking at the way you're filling out your clothes, you probably do. Now, it is indeed a very, very tiny percentage of people that can actually do that. It's so tiny that I actually couldn't tell you anyone because no. I've, I've never seen it. No, not, to, not even to have the support network. I've seen, I've heard of plenty of people that manage to get their shit together without having a trainer. Um, that's great, but I, I've never heard of somebody who's able to get it together without having a support network around them. Well, I I think both of, from my, my experience, both of those are very similar numbers. Mm. Now, what I commonly see, and I've seen this many times over the years, is when I've had people say to, to me or to us, oh, nah, nah, I, I think I can do this on my own. And I'll usually check in later on because it's like, I've got to see this. And you can guess what the outcome is. Yeah. When someone, to me, when someone says, oh, you know, I can do this on my own, when they've had no evidence to prove that, it's like putting, putting on the movie Titanic again and hoping to fuck the ship don't sink. Gee, I hope Jack lives this time. I hope that iceberg's not there. It's like, are you fucking delusional? <laughs> It's the same outcome every time. That's funny. So that's a big sign to me and I think to us as well when someone who has no no evidence to support it, mm. as in you haven't done it before, then saying you can do it on your own, like, are you kidding? Mm. I know any success I've had in my life has not been on my own. No. At all. And that will continue to be what it is because the – the way I view this is if you want to get somewhere that you've never been, you need to align yourself with people that have been where you are. Mm. And I think I think if you're someone who knows that you've said this in the past... Everyone has. I think that just really have a think about how often you've said this in the past and what you see when you look in the mirror. Well, I, I agree with that and I think it can be as simple as this. If you think you can do this on your own, prove it. Yeah. Until then, like, this one's an easy one. So let's move on to number three, and I'll uh, I'll take this one, Courtney. It's for the best. You're doing well, champ. Don't <laughs> worry. Number three, you use your lack of motivation as your excuse. Yeah. So let me let me paint the the picture <laughs> here. You jump on jump on social media, be it Instagram, Facebook, what the fuck ever. And you might see one of your friends has put up a pretty bloody good before and after photo mm. and they're showing really good progress and that deserves applause, uh, which would be... <laughs> deserves the applause. Thanks, sound effects, man. Mate. Nailing it. Killing it. <laughs> now, what's one of the most common responses you'll see from people is, are oh, you doing so well? I wish I could do that. I just don't have your motivation. I wish I was as motivated as you. I wish I was as motivated as you. Like you, pretty much, you can pick the order of these words, mm. 
Yeah. But the meaning is still the same. This drives me fucking crazy. Mm. I think I, I can speak for both of us when I say it drives us both crazy. Because anyone who's had any form of success with this will tell you it ain't about that. No. And it does, and you're right, it does drive me crazy too because. Relying, well, relying on motivation doesn't. is like having a dance partner with two left feet. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to let you down. Yeah, I think we've spoken about motivation a lot and, and it really is. And we will continue to. We will continue to talk about it because it really needs to be understood that motivation is not something that is going to stick around. It is that it is that friend that lives overseas that comes in and out of the country to visit you every so often. Like it's not it's not the, the friend that lives down the street that you speak to every day that's going to keep you on track. It's just not reliable. It's, it is, it's, it's not a full-time employee. No. And it is a very easy fallback for people. Oh, I'd love to do that. I'm just not motivated. Then you, actually you wouldn't love to do that because if you would love to do that, you would be doing it. It wouldn't matter about the motivation. Oh. I tell you right now, every time I go to the gym, I don't remember the last time I woke up in the morning and thought, oh, fuck, I'm motivated to go to the gym today. It just doesn't happen. I hate yeah. the gym. Mm. But I go. Yep. And and then that's really the, the end of, of it. So if you're someone again who who says this. I'm I'm actually the same when it comes to the, the, the shopping, the grocery shopping side of things. Yeah. Uh, Courtney will back me up when I say I'm a, I'm a bit of a bitch when it comes to this. I fucking hate it. But guess what? Some prices need to be paid. But now, it's really like anything. It, well, it's also, it extends to that I personally don't get enjoyment out of cooking. You know, some people do. A lot of people do. Like, fantastic. You should lean in on that and take advantage of that. But you can't be expected to be fired up and motivated by every part of the process. I think the thing that gets me as well is that people people are happy to not look at motivate. For some reason, people put motivation and weight loss or exercise or body transformation in the same category so often, but they don't do it with other things. Like today, Matt and I spent two hours or probably not two hours, an hour cleaning our house. Like an hour and a half. Now... There is nothing I could imagine doing more, like more hated than cleaning my house. It is the most annoying thing to do. What's worse for you, cleaning the house or going to the gym? (laughs) The hard question, actually, I would actually probably say going to uh, cleaning the house is worse. Cleaning the house is worse, but no one ever sits there. Very few people, very few people, I shouldn't say no one because there are some people out there who really enjoy cleaning. No one ever sits there and says, oh, gee, Liz, I'm motivated to clean my house today. There's very few people that do that. And no one puts those two things in the same box. But for some reason, we are so quick to put exercise and motivation together or weight loss and motivation together. There's certain things that we just, for some reason, are obsessed with putting together. And motivation is one of those things when it comes to weight loss. And it really needs to stop. Honestly, it's an excuse. And if you are using this excuse, you are lying to yourself. Take it from me, take it from Courtney, and take it from the large number of people we've worked with has had tremendous success with this. It ain't about this. No. So let's move on to number four, Courtney, which is... When things get hard, you bail out. Mm. Which, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those ones which which really actually takes us back to number one in a way. I think when actions contradict your words, I think that this plays in a lot to that. We've seen it a lot when when things get hard, people just bail out. And again, like I mentioned when we were talking about number one, that it comes a lot down to me as well when it, we're talking about that whole want versus need to lose weight thing. It's People think that that's what they're supposed to do or I'm supposed to be losing weight right now so I'm going to do it Um, or I've been talking about doing it for so long I'm just going to do it. But there's really nothing there binding you to the goal. So there's really no big goal. There's no big um, haven't hit that snap point where you're, you're upset enough with the way that you look or the way that you're functioning or the way that you're feeling. It hasn't hit that peak level and we've seen it a lot, Matt, where people will say to us, 
all the right things. They'll say, yep, it's a 10 out of 10 importance. Uh, I'm so unhappy with myself. It, it means more than anything to do this. And as soon as that honeymoon period wears off around that first, you know, three months in, they, 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 they bail out yep. because it gets hard. And, and that, that high that they're on because they're pat- patting themselves on the back for making the decision and people around them are encouraging them and patting them on the back for making the decision, that all wears off. That only lasts a few weeks. And so that's when you start to see people think, oh, shit, this is actually hard work. Well, it's not just that. This point encompasses adversity, challenges, obstacles. I'm, I'm going to be fully honest with this. Of all the things in this list, this is the one that makes me lose all respect for someone more than anything else. And here's why. Because it is a common assumption with this that success will come when things are easy mm. and it's a smooth ride. Yet there is this almost naivety that people have when it comes to adversity, which I think is what that is the most undertrained muscle in a person's body is their adversity muscle and it's not just when the when the bloom comes off the rose or as as Courtney said before the honeymoon period it's when life happens Mm. shit happens you're right we've seen that a lot well here's an example last year when I tore my bicep tendon Mm. And I was staring down the barrel of six to nine months of rehabilitation to use my arm again. That's adversity. Hmm. So can be, well, there's many forms of adversity. It's just when shit gets hard. Hmm. But the thing is, when it comes to this, when shit gets hard is when you find out what someone's actually made of. Hmm. And... I can speak from personal perspective along the way with the adversity that I've had to face in terms of death, Mm. um, struggling health for family, stress of relationships, Mm. financial stress of starting a new business, starting a new career, the stress when we first opened our old gym. Yeah. And we had no one in there. Yeah. After we sunk a lot of money into setting it up. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. if, if I didn't have you there, like that's who knows where we'd be. Mm. You know? But the thing is, when things get hard, what do you do? Now, to me, I personally now, because of the adversity I've gone through to get to where I am, I welcome the challenge. Because I see it as, a, as an opportunity to improve. Yeah. Yet so often you'll see people when shit gets hard or it gets a bit hot in the kitchen. Uh, I'll, I want to. I want to pull out. I want to stop. I'll try again next year. Like you got no fucking chance. You got fucking no chance. Mm. If that's how you approach adversity or challenges or obstacles, I'm telling you now, forget it. You may as well take your money and set it on fire. Because mm. the outcome's going to be the same. So. If you are the type of person who tends to bail out on your goals and yourself and your commitments when things get hard, forget it. You got fucking no chance. I'm telling you now. And like I said, people like that, no, not a shred of respect, none. Yeah, because of how hard, for me, how hard it's been to get to where I am and how many times and how many chances I've had to quit. Yeah. The door's been there. And I won't, I'm not going to take it. I think I think ultimately, if you are someone who has done this in the past, you really have to look at look at it and think: Well, am I doing am, am I doing this for a reason? Am I even trying to achieve this goal for a reason? Am I is the goal that I'm trying to achieve even the right one? I think that I've had so many conversations with, with, with clients over the years when they've realised that what they're working towards isn't actually what they really want. Mm. So don't get stuck into thinking that the goal that you're trying to achieve is the right goal. Sometimes you evolve and I, I, it's not about quitting, it's about evolving with that. 
could I suggest that not sometimes you'll evolve? Always. Yes. Because you, you think of, of where you and I first started, the goals then are different to the goals now, but they've been they've what we're aiming for now has come about because of what we aimed for at the start. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and it's the same attitude that you should have to most things in your life. Yeah, agree. The, the the goals that that Matt and I have in our in just our life change year to year often. Like what we want to do. All right, we sit down, we re reanalyze what we want to do as a couple, what we want to do as business owners, what we want to do, you know, in with our spare time. It, it's always evolving, and video we're games. making changes. Lots of video games. That one for you doesn't evolve, but we um. <laughs> But you always do have to make changes. You're right, Matt. And 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 adversity is going to come regardless. We've spoken about this in the past. Adversity is something. Even within this season, we, we talk about adversity and and changing. So you really need to lean into that and 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 take it for what it is. One of my favourite quotes as it relates to this, and this will be, I think, the final point before we move on. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Yes. Courtney, what's number five? Number five, only thinking short term. So this is where our quick fixes, you're good at losing it, but shit at keeping it off. Yes. Comes into play. Yeah, so this is is often where you may find yourself in the trap of setting the finish line. Yeah. Not too far down the track. And, oh, well, once I get there, I can just – Go back to normal. Yeah, well, sometimes it's not even a plan. Sometimes people don't even think about what's going to happen afterwards. They just all they all they're fixated on is that quick fix. Mm. So, I think when it comes to this point, is you, you know you're lying to yourself when you're constantly doing these short term fixes, and I and I think there's there's you might agree or disagree, Matt. I think there's two ways that I think a lot of people go about this. They either don't think about things enough they don't they don't stop to really think about what they want what goals they want to achieve what they want out of their 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 bodies until they've got something coming up so how many times have we heard oh i've got a wedding in 6 months wedding holiday i've got this holiday and suddenly they 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 decided that they're not happy with the way they look and they want to change well, it those well, i should say those can be really good goals mm. But often the time frame that gets attached to them is delusional. That's what I was going to say. It's not necessarily the, the goal. It's that you haven't thought about it enough any other time. It's last minute. And last minute when you've got 12 weeks to, to lose five dress sizes is the, is the <laughs> point where you've decided that, that this is what you want. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the other people that just want that short-term quick fix because they feel like that that – this is the one that's going to be different. This is going to be the exception to the rule that I'm going to be able to do forever. And it's not a, it's not a quick fix. It's, it's, it's not a short-term thing. I'm going to do this forever. In other words, this is the time that I'm going to do the same thing as the last five times and get a different outcome. They're, they're the two ones that I see a lot with this. And mm. I think that that really... Again, we're talking the, – the idea of this list was how do you know when you're lying to yourself? Well, people, when they're trying short-term quick fixes, they're doing it over and over and over again. And that's when the the like the saying, you're good at losing it, shit at keeping it off, comes in because you're people, doing this over and over and over and over again. People are very good at that. And I think, I think this particular point is kind of easily summed up by saying that if you aren't looking at what you're doing for yourself and with yourself here as a lifelong commitment, you are lying to yourself because you're going to keep going around the same circles. Mm. It might be every 12 weeks, every six months, every 12 months, whatever, you keep treading back over the same ground Yeah. because you're not in it for the long haul and you have to be. Yeah, absolutely. This, 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 and that's what I mean about you may sign up for a, a 12-week program, six-month program, or it's with us, a 12-month program. That's all well and good. If that's all you're looking at with this, you're going to be back to square one soon enough. You may get a great result during your program, fantastic. But if you're back doing the same thing to get the same weight back off again, 
something's going on here. So this has to be a lifelong commitment. Yeah, I think the I think the thing that a lot of people get mixed up is that they're looking at the the physical sort of um not physical the time frame goals. Even with us, you, you know, you say most of our clients, you know, work with us for twelve months. Let's just say what's well, a minimum? Minimum. So we don't consider working anyone for less than twelve months. For this one, of, this is one of the reasons why you exactly. need time. But then, even within twelve months, people will say. Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, get all of this in 12 months. No. 12 months is no. just your first goal. So it's really just about setting a goal within that time frame. It's not you're going to learn everything with that in that time frame. You're going to everything's going to be easy after that time frame. None of that happens. That has to you have to be thinking long term rest of your life with all that stuff. The time frame goal is just an initial step. It's just like something that you have to put in place to get some goal setting done. I would say the first 12 months is the chapter, the first chapter in a very long book. Yeah, yeah. So you're comfortable with that? I'll, move, I'll grab the um, next one? Yeah. All right. The sixth way to know you're lying to yourself. I can't afford it. I can't afford to eat healthy. Uh, I, I can't afford a gym membership. Okay, cool. Can you afford to look like shit and feel like shit and get worse? Mm. Can you afford rising medical costs? Can you afford the cost that comes with declining health and function? Can yeah. you are you putting a price on your happiness? Yeah, this one never really made sense to me because I would say to people, well, in a few, like, whatever X amount of years' time, you're going to need to be able to afford blood pressure medication, diabetes medication. A gym membership is cheaper than those two things. Quite. So, I, 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 this one never really made sense to me. And I think, again, it's just that it's just that initial statement of, oh, I, I can't afford it. Well, all that means to me is, well, you're not ready to change. Well, I couldn't agree more. Because that's not actually an answer. So that's fine if you're not ready to change, but don't lie to yourself by saying it's because you can't afford it. Say it's because I'm not ready to change. How many percent do you think <laughs> I agree with this? Uh, 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I should preface it, though, by saying if you literally, literally can't afford a gym membership or can't afford to take care of yourself, your problems are bigger than weight loss right now yeah. and you should fix them first. Oh, absolutely. But ironically enough, the people that literally can't afford it usually don't say that they're not doing it because they can't afford it. They give other excuses because they are trying to fix their financial situations and they don't want to use that as an excuse. I've just found in my experience, I'm not going to generalise, but the people that tell me they can't afford it are the people that are lying to themselves. Well, that makes the two of us where when, when I hear I can't afford it, what I actually hear is this important, sorry, this problem isn't important enough yet for me to invest in. Mm. Or I don't value the solution enough yet. And you know what? There ain't nothing wrong with that, but maybe pony up and admit it. Yeah. Absolutely. And can I just say, there's actually nothing wrong with saying, I'm just not ready. You know what? I fully respect someone that would say that yeah. because that is honesty yeah. and that is taking responsibility and that's ownership. And you know what? High five because you are going to save yourself money and time and heartache. Yeah. Because then when you are ready, you'll know what the difference feels like. And you actually show more respect for yourself yeah. and everybody around you when you can say, hey, look, I know that there's a problem. I'm not delusional, but I'm not ready yet to pull that trigger. And that's fine. And I have to be ready to pull that trigger. Great. Completely Perfect. agree. Completely agree. All right, let's move on to the next one, which I'll take. Yes. Number seven, inconsistency. Mm. So let's say you've... You've signed up to work with someone like Courtney and I. You've got a coach, you've got a trainer, you're doing a program, and you might find that you completely, even if you're not doing that, you might find that you know you are completely dominating from Monday through to about lunchtime 
on Friday, although I'm kind of giving off giving up one of our further points here mm. and then taking the weekend off. But this this inconsistency also applies to uh well I'm I'll go to the gym when I feel like it. Mm. Or I will backload all my training sessions for the weekend of the weekend and then shit happens, life happens and you can't get there and you miss it. Mm. Or you go hard. And I've seen this with clients that we've worked with over the years that have gone nowhere, unfortunately. You might have a very good 12-week program mm. followed by six months off. Yeah. What do you think is going to fucking happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's inconsistent application. One of the possibly the single best friend to a tremendous weight loss result is consistency. I think consistency comes a lot with food as well with people. Well, this when I say consistency, it encompasses that, and I'm not going to downplay that because it's the biggest thing, mm. and it does speak to habits. But inconsistency with with what goes into your into your body is a huge one. Yeah, a massive one where you might see someone who they they'll say, yeah, you know, I eat healthy, but don't mention. I drink two litres of alcohol on the weekend. Or just people that are sort of fad uh, followers. So their consistency cha- their consistency or inconsistency changes depending on what the magazine says is the it thing to do. <laughs> oh, Je- Jennifer Aniston her, eats plant-based foods. So suddenly for three weeks you decide to eat nothing but plant-based foods. Is this, is this the part where I should mention what happened, you know, the last, last couple of months, which is, oh... You've seen this documentary called Game Changers? Yeah. I think I need to go vegan. How about shut the fuck up? And, and to me, it's like if you are legitimately plant-based, then great. Yeah, but absolutely. what gets me is the people that say to me, oh, I'm going to be eating plant-based for the next two weeks. Why? And then they say something's dumb to me like, I just want to see what it's like. Or I just want to see what change it'll make. Change to what? I don't, what are you, you going to change? By eating plant-based for two I, weeks. I think you can definitely put diet hopping mm. into this category, not sticking to anything. That's no. inconsistent. It's in the inconsistency, I think, comes a lot with that where it's either from, as you say, Matt, the binge-style eating or, or you're saving up credits, you know, because you know you've got an event to go to. Like, So you're in your own mind, you're saving up credits all week by being really strict. So, no. so when, you're, uh, when you go to certain events or certain parties, that you, you can let loose. But it, it, there's, there's certain credits that, that will come up where people do that or there's just certain fads or, you know, my, my girlfriend decided to try this. So I'm just going to try it too for the next two weeks and see what happens. Or, you know, it's constantly yeah. changing things. You're really not ever investing the time to understand what you're eating and why you're eating it. Also your habits. Yeah, and your, and your habits. There's no real knowledge there about food mm. and what it's doing for you or against you. Or the choices that you're making. Mm. And... Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed that. (laughs) So we'll move on to number eight. I'll take this one again for us. Yes. The eighth way to know you're lying to yourself is basically if you keep repeating the same fucking mistakes. Mm. So I'm going to do the same thing as I've done in the past. It hasn't worked, but it'll work this time. This is like, I reckon, the one that when I think about when people are lying to themselves, this is one that I think of first. Okay. And Why? I just I just feel like I've seen it the most. It's been the most present in terms of what I've seen or heard people telling me mm-hmm. things. And it's it's always the same thing. It's always the case of, you know, oh, I tried all of these other things, but I'm going to go back to the one that I did last year because I feel like that worked the best for me. And I think to myself, yeah, clearly it, it was awesome, you know. It, you, if you're going back to it, it means that you've tried other things and so why did you stop doing it in the first place? Why'd you go away? It doesn't make any sense to me. But again, I understand that people get desperate and they look at these sort of things, but it I just want to hit like myself in the head every time I hear this. Face palm? It's like, oh, I, I, I tried this, but it didn't really work for me, so I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. What? Like, what? <laughs> and it, it must be exhausting as well, when you really step back and you, it must be exhausting to be constantly 
doing these different things, buying these different foods, trying these different things. I just think that it would be exhausting in a way to, to constantly be changing everything that you're doing. I think in on one hand, it's admirable if someone keeps going through this shit because it kind of shows a maybe a bit of a work ethic. They're trying, yes. It just needs to be channeled in the right ways. True, very true. But I think if you're continually trying the same thing that has been shown not to work for whatever reason and you think it's going to work this time doing the same thing, well, we've got this written down in our notes here. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah? Courtney? Oh, number nine. What's number nine? Play the blame game. Yes. So this is where the excuses, the big excuses come in. So it's never, it's not, you know you're lying to yourself when you're playing the blame game and you're not taking ownership. Well, it's a victim mentality, isn't it? It's everyone else's fault. Or everything. Everything else's fault. Work. Let's list this off. Work, hormones. Hormones, genetics. Time, the kids. My fucking wife, my fucking husband. Oh, my parents. Oh, my kid. Yeah, you said my kids. Too much. I've got too many events to go to. Yeah, I'm too busy. I'm just too busy. Okay, cool. Traveling. I have to travel. Yep. It's insert problem here. And it's not that it's not saying that none of these problems that we've heard are contributing to life being more challenging. Yes. They are obstacles but they are not the reason. They're not the reason why you're not changing. Do you know what the reason is? You. Yeah. The problem is always in the mirror. Always. Because there is no there is no challenge that you could list off that someone else hasn't gone through yep. and figured out a way around it. Uh-huh. So there is always a way around it, and it's not saying that, yes, things for you aren't going to be more challenging. Yeah. Yes, this is already a challenging process, and when you start putting things like – family pressures, kids, work pressures, there's certain industries that make it a lot harder than other industries. If you're a shift worker, if you're someone who works hospitality. with hospitality in the healthing sector where you don't have regular scheduled breaks where you can just eat your food. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there that are going to have to struggle with this and they're going to have to find different ways and their own ways of doing things. So it is going to make life a little bit more challenging in the beginning and sometimes, you know, shit happens and, yep. it, and it's just not going to work for you that day. Yep. But the, we see this all the time and there's certain people that will come to us and say, hey, I just stuffed it up this week. It just didn't, nothing worked well for me. But you know what? Shit happens and I tried my best and I'm going to fix it for next week. I'll learn. I'll learn from this. Yep. Or you, you could be in the side of, oh, everything's stuffed. I stuffed it up. I'm going to restart because I stuffed it up, I have to restart the whole thing. It's work's fault. Work, they just don't let me take breaks. You know, they just they just don't let me do anything. I can't do it. I can't do this because I just I just can't I can't do it. Kind of speaks to the adversity muscle I spoke about earlier. Mm. So if you're playing the blame game, you're lying to yourself. The problem is you. Number ten. Number ten. Oh, I like this one. This one's fun. So <laughs> 4.5 days on, 2.5 days off. How often do you see it? Oh, I do so well through the week. My routine is so good. And oh, I, don't, I, I just don't know. I just, I just tend to go off routine on the weekends and eat all the shit and drink all the booze. And hence the uh, 4.5 to 2.5 because the weekends for a lot of people start on Friday afternoon. Yeah, the, the alarm tends to go off around lunchtime on Friday. So for a lot of people, yeah. it's Monday to Thursday are great and they're building up credits in their bank, like I mentioned before, building up credits yeah. all, all Monday to Thursday. Friday morning, yep, still good. That's it. By sort of lunchtime on Friday, the wheels start to fall off because you've got something on Friday after work or Friday night. You've got stuff on Saturday. You've got catch up with the boys on Saturday after footy. Or Or you're just not prepared. Yeah. You're just not prepared. Now, there's there's an unfortunate truth to this. Your body also counts what you put into it on the weekend. Yeah. Sorry. 
It still counts. It doesn't look at at Friday afternoons, Saturdays and Sundays and goes, oh. You were good Monday to Thursday. This, this shit won't count. I won't. I won't store this fat. Nah, I won't do this. I'll take care of you. Yep. Bad news sport. Don't work that way. If it did, can I just tell you, Oof. again, you need perspective here. If it worked, everyone would do it. Oh, boy. I'd be all over it. Everyone would do it. Seriously, every every Friday, Saturday and Sunday would just be Parma, Chicken Parma Central yeah. for me and pizza. And this is not saying that people that are killing killing it don't do do stuff on the weekends or eat out or or oh. go out with their friends drinking. Can we just can we just clarify this isn't a point about oh you've got to be perfect, you can't make mistakes, you can't do shit. No, this is about when people go way 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 off the rails. Yeah. So much on these weekends that it actually does undo Everything. what happened earlier in the week. And you know the easiest way to see this how this plays out Look at the photos. When you compare someone's progress photos and they don't fucking change. No. Well, they're changing in the wrong ways. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. They're going the other way. And, so, you're, li- and you're really lying to yourself because what, what's going to happen is, and we've seen this, people get frustrated. I'm working out. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing all the right things and nothing's ever changing. Well, don't blame, don't blame the, 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 the good part of the process. Blame the shit part of the process that you're doing. Well, and you're doing blame, consi- consistently. Yeah, you this has become a this has become a habit. This is a habitual. Every weekend, you are binge drinking. You are binge eating. You are doing things that it has become a habit. This isn't a treat anymore. This isn't a once off staple. This has become a staple. Mm. Mm. And that's when people start really lying to themselves because what happens is our brains tend to only remember the good shit that we do. Yep. That always our brains will conveniently forget how much we ate on the weekends or it will conveniently forget how much alcohol we drank or how often we do it. You will legitimately, we've had people legitimately say to us, no, I don't do it that often. And we have the records that they fill in that show us that they do it every weekend. You also have the photos that reflect it. And, 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 and people legitimately will say to us, no, 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 I don't. Because our brains do like to try to hide the bad stuff from us. What's well, protection mechanism? And we are all, we are trained our brains to only remember the good stuff that we do. So this is where you are really truly lying to yourself if you think that this doesn't happen as often as you probably know it does. I think I think not not all the time, but a uh, there's there's a a part of this that I think speaks to a diet mentality. Mm. I will. I've been good through the week. It's the credits. Building I've, up the I've, credit bank. Yep, I've been good through the week. I can just take the weekend off, mm-hmm. which to me kind of speaks to do you really like what you're having through the week? Mm. Because if you like what you're having through the week, it tastes just as good on the weekend. Mm. Now, it, another uh, part of that though, and this is I this is legitimate, is routine. Mm. Routine does change on the weekend because guess what? You're not going to work. Well, usually you're not going to work unless you work on the weekend, but you get what I'm saying here. Yeah. Your routine's going to change. You know what? That makes total sense, but that means a solution needs to be found in terms of developing a routine and having a bit of adaptability to go with it with weekends. Because, yeah, it is, it is pretty easy through the week to kick some ass because your work schedule is laid out. Yeah. You know, where you're going to be and when. And I get it, your days off and your weekends can introduce a bit of a random element. That's fine. That is actually normal. Yeah. The issue I see is if you aren't prepared for it. Mm. This is one thing we advise with a lot of our clients to do a second meal prep through the week to cover this two and a half days at the end of the week. Because if shit goes left her centre, which can happen in life, something social might pop up, oh, I must go out for the weekend. I'll go for a road trip. My Fine. girlfriend invited me out for breakfast. Please, go and do that. Be prepared. Because it can be very easy if you're unprepared where one breakfast out with your friend can turn into two days of shit. Yeah. 
And it's that rule of proximity. If you yeah. have good food to come home, back home to, you're not going to keep thinking about the food that you just ate out. Yep, I agree completely. So now that's actually the, uh, the 10 ways to know you're lying to yourself, but because of just the way we roll, we have number 11. We've over-delivered. We've over-delivered because that's what we do. I'll do this one, Courtney. Sure. Number 11 in the 10 ways to know you're lying to yourself, very simple. You don't own your mistakes. You don't own up to them. Yeah, you try to hide it. For whatever reason it it can be. Now, this can be a a natural sort of human response here. No one wants to look bad. No. No one wants to look silly. But I, from plenty of experience, there ain't no one that doesn't make mistakes. No. No one. Now, if you are someone who is unhappy with how you look and your function and your health and, your, and how you feel within yourself, this has come about because you've made enough mistakes to get you to where you are. There ain't no point hiding from it now. No. Unfortunately, this is one thing we do see with people that we've worked with that haven't made progress not owning up to their mistakes. We know they're there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't It doesn't take a rocket scientist in our position to see them because we have this thing that I call the eyeball test. Yeah. If someone's out of shape, it ain't because they're consistently looking after themselves. No. Like there's no judgment here because we've all been there. But if you're not owning it, if you're not being accountable mm. or if you're sneak eating yeah, and you're not – recording it or talking about it you're lying to yourself yes and this is where and i've seen it from just talking from a coach client perspective a lot of clients do think oh well i don't want my trainer to be disappointed in me if i record that i had this packet of chips you know the truth is i'd be disappointed if you didn't record it yeah because then i'm getting a false sense of what you're doing yeah and I'm not going to know that that's actually happened until I get these things we call photos. Progress photos. And then when you look at the photos, it's like, ah, oh. so this person has been sending through what they claim to be a 100% on target, on track record of what they've been putting into their body. Yet they're not changing. So they're saying that they're eating better than I do, but they're not looking any better than what they did previously, which means there's gaps. And I think this also comes from a fear of um, being deprived of certain things. So you might be fearing, oh, they're not going to let me eat any chocolate or sugar, so I just won't write it down. Whereas actually, like any lifestyle change, there should be room for the foods that you love the most, but there just should be strategic room for them. Can we, can we just make an official stance here? Ain't no one love chocolate more than us. Yes. No one. We love chocolate. And, and just like that, what I learned as, as, as a sweet tooth, as a former sort of binge eater of all things sweet. But a current sweet tooth, and like it, me. It doesn't go away. Nope. So I'm, no, still, I'm still a sweet tooth. Yep. And what doesn't also go away is that level of, well, if I allowed myself to binge, I still would. So I've dropped the habit of it to a point. But if it's still sort of bubbling there and, and, and if I let myself go and I stopped caring, I would just go straight back to that. Mm. So what I have had to do over the years is develop ways of how do I add some sweetness and a lot of flavor to my other foods so I'm not craving that or tempted to binge. Because if I took all sweetness out of my foods, that's what would happen. That's fair. Uh, in the... Um, in the- I suppose the discussion of owning your mistakes, can I make the point, the more you are willing to own your mistakes, the less they'll bother you. Yeah. The less fucks you'll give. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed. The more I've been willing to sort of step up and say, hey, look, I've fucked this up, I've fucked that up. And for the record, like this entire podcast from day one has basically been Courtney and I admitting all the things we fucked up. Yeah, well, everything we've done wrong and over he, the years. And he's a very quick list of the things we've fucked up. Everything. Yes. Honestly, everything. But 
as I've learned myself, the more I've been willing to own my own mistakes, the less they've held me back. Absolutely. Because it's like you almost speak them into existence and then when other people know about them, you can actually deal with them. Mm. And often as well, I tend to find that hiding your mistakes or hiding from your mistakes amplifies the feeling of no one else goes through this, only I do. Mm. One of the best, most relieving feelings you can have with this when you when you speak about your mistakes and speak about your struggles is you'll realise pretty quickly, oh, it's not just me. Mm. <sighs> I'm normal. Yes. It's a really good feeling. It is a nice feeling. But without until you do that, it's, it's another form of lying to yourself. Yeah. Because you, you can't improve. No without owning it and this whole process the whole journey of improvement you know improving how you look and your health etc it's a series of failures that you move forward from yes it's not this thing about oh well to get this right i can't make mistakes no actually you have to make mistakes yes because they're learning opportunities yeah and that is that and that is the 11th sign that's the 11th of the 10 ways to know you're lying to yourself (laughs) absolutely so i reckon courtney let's bring this one to a close yes so we would like to invite you to come and hang out with us in our facebook group yes if you're not already a member of our free community facebook group come hang out with courtney and i and other like-minded fans of the show you'll find a link to the group in your podcast app Yes. What you'll also find in your podcast app is a cool link to the podcast shop. Yes. You want a hoodie? You want a T-shirt? Would you like a... Oh, 100%. Beanie? <laughs> as worn by Courtney? Or one of our meal prep experts in training aprons? Yes. Get on over to the weightlosspodcast.com forward slash shop. Yes. You'll also find, like I said, the link in your podcast app. Mm-hmm. And on that note, Courtney, let's bring this one to a close. Hopefully you get something out of this and we'll be back with more very, very soon. See ya. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com.